Haddock en papillote is haddock that is cooked in parchment paper. The paper holds in the steam and the fish cooks in its own juices. When made well, it can be really delicious. This is a dish that I've made literally hundreds of times. It has been on the menu at many restaurants I've worked at in one form or another. I've even made it on Dinner with Ben, which is the Facebook Live cooking show I do on Monday nights. But today, for some reason, it all went to hell. For the first time in 30 minutes or less history, it was a complete and utter failure. So today, rather than show you or explain to you how to cook haddock on pappy out, I'm going to walk you through what I did wrong. Why? Because I believe that there is a value in mistakes. I think this is especially true in this type of scenario, and I think that we can all learn a little something from this. So I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBirdShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And this is How to Not Make Haddock on Papillon in 30 Minutes or Less. What went wrong? Before we get too deep into this, let's first take a look at what the problem with the dish was. So first of all, the potatoes didn't cook in time. Second of all, the fish was slightly overcooked. And lastly, the dish lacked flavor. So all these problems are fixable, and I do believe that this dish can be made in under 30 minutes. For the first two problems, the potatoes being undercooked and the fish being overcooked, there is one pretty simple solution that solves both the issues. The flavor issue is pretty straightforward too. What we're going to do is look at what I did versus what I should have done. That way I can pinpoint my mistakes for you and explain how you can make the dish better than I did. 735. Arts and Crafts. So I started cooking at 7.35 p.m. This was the first of my problems. In all honesty, I wasn't feeling particularly motivated last night, and it took me a while to get going, and that likely was a major contributing factor to what went wrong. The first thing I had to do was get the oven preheating. So I turned it on to 375 Fahrenheit. Next up was cutting some parchment into large paper hearts. This step isn't necessary, but it makes forming the poaches much easier than just using a rectangle or a square piece of parchment, so I don't recommend skipping this step. And to do it, all I did was fold the paper in half and then cut it into large hearts. 7.38 p.m. Slice and dice. With the parchment hearts cut and set aside and the oven heating up, it was time to start cutting. First up was a small onion. I cut the top and bottom off, cut the onion in half, peeled it, then thinly sliced it with the grain. Then I peeled and sliced two cloves of garlic. And finally, I peeled and thinly sliced two small potatoes. 7.44 p.m. Turn on the pan. Up until this point, things are going pretty well. But this is where things start to go downhill. What I did at this point was heat a cast iron pan over medium-high heat. Then I seasoned and seared my fish. The pieces of haddock I used were thinner than I had originally thought they were going to be. So I had it in my head that I was going to pre-sear them but I should have adjusted the plan when I saw how thin they were. I didn't even flip them in the pan, and they were pretty much cooked through, but I pushed on. While the haddock was in the pan, I added the thinly sliced potatoes to the, po to the poaches, then I put the mostly cooked haddock on top of the potatoes. What I should have done. So what I should have done instead is kept the haddock raw and put it on the potatoes, followed by the raw onion and garlic, a bit of arugula, and a few cherry tomatoes. Then I should have added a bit of wine directly to the poaches, sealed them, and cooked them for about 20 minutes. I would have had time at this point. This would have balanced out the cooking time, and everything would have been cooked after that 20 minutes or so. 7.49 p.m. The sauce. Rather than follow the process I described above, I instead sautéed the onion, garlic, and tomatoes together, and then added arugula, wine, and a bit of salt and pepper. 
Cooking all of these ingredients took about four or five minutes, which is time that should have been spent with the haddock and potatoes in the oven. Add to that the few minutes it took to make the pouches and I was running out of time. There was one other mistake I made here. I had intended to add some fresh thyme sprigs to the pouches to add a nice subtle flavor, but I realized too late that I was actually out of time. I did have fresh parsley and basil, which both would have added to the flavor of the dish, but I didn't use either of them. Again, I had a rigid vision in my mind of what I wanted, and my inflexibility really compromised the dish. 7.56 p.m. In the oven. By the time the pouches went into the oven, it was 7.56. This meant that in order to stay within the 30-minute window, I had only 9 minutes to cook, uh, of cook time in the oven. I knew that wasn't going to be enough, um, enough time to cook the potatoes through. What I should have done at this point was take the pouches out of the oven, put them in a pan, and cook them still sealed in the pan. The heat from the pan might have cooked the potatoes in time, but once again, I had a plan and I was sticking to it no matter how stupid it was. 8.04. Served. At 8.04, with just a minute to spare, I removed the pouches from the oven. I opened them up and took a bite. The fish was overcooked and rubbery, the flavor was bland and lacked seasoning, and the potatoes were 85% raw. How I should have made Hadagon Papillote in 30 minutes or less. Step 1. Make the pepper hearts. Step 2. Slice the vegetables. Step 3. Place the potatoes in a thin layer on one side of the paper heart. Season with salt and pepper. Step 4. Place the raw haddock on top of the potatoes and season with salt and pepper. Step 5. Top the haddock with a bit of sliced onion, garlic, fresh arugula, and a few cherry tomatoes. Step 6. Add basil and or parsley or thyme. Step 7. Pour 2 tablespoons of white wine into the paper hearts. Step 8. Add 1 tablespoon of butter to each heart. Step 9. Season each with a little salt and pepper. Step 10. Fold the other half of the heart over uh, the half with the fish and the potatoes. Crimp the edges together and seal. Put in the oven and place in a 375 degree oven for 20 minutes. Remove and enjoy. Conclusion Even though on the surface it appears that the problems with the dish were lack of seasoning, the fish shouldn't have been seared, and a bunch of other stuff, there really actually were two very specific problems. So problem one. The first problem was that I was distracted and not feeling that motivated to put this dish together. I knew I had to get it done, and so I forced myself to do it. Now, just to be clear, I should have pushed myself to make this dish. That was right. How many times have you come home from work and forced yourself to cook something even though you didn't want to? I've done it too. It happens. And it was that similar kind of attitude that I approached this dish with. I should have been more thoughtful with the dish and pushed myself to be a little more motivated. Problem two stems from problem one, but it's also very much stands on its own. The second and more problematic issue I faced while making this dish was my rigid view of what it should have been and my inflexibility. In cooking, as in life, being able to roll with the punches, think on your feet, and adjust your plans as you go is vitally important. Had I have done that, I could have made this into a really great dish, but instead I got stuck in what I wanted and what I expected and sacrificed quality. To see that vision through. The lessons. So the two big lessons I hope that you take from these, from this are these. No matter how you're feeling, put everything you have into what you're doing. If I'm tired or bummed out and I make food that is shitty and boring, I'm going to continue to feel that way. If on the other hand, I pull myself together long enough, just long enough, to cook a delicious meal, eating may actually lift my spirits. The second lesson is the obvious one. Be flexible. Roll with the punches. 
things don't always go to plan. Being able to adjust and come out the other end with something equal to or better than what you had originally planned is a very valuable skill in both life and cooking. Thanks for listening. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody.